I'm your host, Bree. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Bree podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start my guest's bio, an intro to how we know each other, and then I'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Alex Atkins. Alex uses he, him pronouns as a gay 27-year-old wedding filmmaker who currently lives in Dallas, Texas. After lifelong practices in both theater and music, Alex pursued a degree in sound design and worked as a recording and production engineer, as well as a theater technician on board cruise ships. When COVID hit, he moved home and realized he could pursue his artistic passions through wedding filmmaking. Alex is passionate about telling stories that are personal and authentic and takes pride in celebrating diverse couples exactly as they are. As a lover of all things creative, Alex still produces music with his band on the side, and also enjoys the outdoors, cooking, great coffee, and a craft cocktail with good conversation. Uh, hello, friend. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to be here with you. I mean, if you would just move to Austin, but I'm not going to die in the hell today. We're also, only like two and a half hours away. Come yeah, on. I don't want to live in Dallas. I don't know why we have to keep talking about. <laughs> You're right. Don't You're want right. to live in Dallas. When you could just move to Austin and we could just all hang out every day, but it's fine. Um, I have to let everyone know that Alex and I only met like a month ago, which it feels that's tea. Yeah, so weird to say. Yeah, we it's just only like a month instantly. ago. I mean, because I couldn't shut my mouth during your thing. I mean, we love an aware gay man. Okay, so I <laughs> I was hosting um a DEI conversation for this. Uh, workshop this week week-long workshop called southern love that my friend nick runs and alex was an attendee there and i did a dei presentation and alex sat front and center and was just i feel like keep keeping the bunch alive keeping everyone engaged i was like do i need to be here can alex <laughs> alex can just run this I, for me i feel like I because like I even like felt this way like in college and stuff like I feel like it didn't really hit me until then but whenever there's like round table discussion type like situations going on not like lectures but like conversations mm-hmm. like you gave and um it's like a thing where people are supposed to be involved and like ask questions or or chime in mm-hmm. and people don't I'm automatically like okay well I can think of like something to say I don't want to seem like I'm like stomping yeah. on everyone else like to have the conversation but if we're supposed to like make this like a two-way situation like I'm happy to yes to say something well I tell people like I'm I can sit in silence that doesn't bother me but a lot of people can't I'm like I want to have a Mm -hmm. conversation I don't want it to be boring but people Mm -hmm. get in their head about it or they don't know what to say I'm like no one's perfect that's why we're here to learn together everybody yeah so 
don't know. After that, I was just like, I want to hang out with everyone. Like I was like, can Southern let it happen every week? And we all just hang yeah, out like right. once a month. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we met because you are a filmmaker and yeah. a pretty great one. I'll be sure to link all Aww. of Alex's stuff in the show notes so you can Thank you. follow him and book him and pay him correctly for his work. Save that. Because <laughs> nothing annoys me more. If you're like, well, can you give us a dip? No. No. Pay people where they're supposed to be paid. Yeah. And don't argue with them about their prices. Yeah. If they decide to charge you less, that's on them. But I also feel like it's tacky to ask. So here's the thing <clears throat> is I feel like there's what at least like within like the industry that I work on work in, a lot of it, a lot of like my business and stuff, and a lot of people who aren't like super, super high end, a lot of their business is done on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the culture has shifted to where like people will just like DM me or like another vendor or something and just just like ask for pricing. Mm -hmm. I I don't really like to like it's hard for me to just like give out pricing right. just without knowing any like context or like who the people are. Cause I don't want to work with people who like we're mm. not going to be a good fit for each other. Right. And also I talk about pricing, like on my website, like I go into like detail about my process and pricing and stuff like that. And I feel like those conversations help people understand like what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. And also if you would just click, like I literally make it as easy as possible. If you would click one more button, you would be able to like access all of that information because then you can know like whether or not like mm -hmm. you can inquire or should inquire because I don't want to waste anyone's time by having a conversation with them and getting See? to know them and whatever. If they're, if it, we get to the end of it and it's like, oh, you're out of our budget. Right. You know? So I, I feel like if people just like investigate it like a little bit more, and I know like there's a whole other soapbox about this gratification situation and whatever, but I feel like if people would just do like a little bit more digging, they really could find a lot of information. I also feel like there are still a lot of people that, that, don't share any of it, any of that information too. Like, I feel like if I'm just going to like flex for a little bit. I feel like my website is great. It is like really informative and has mm -hmm. all of like, the, or a lot of the information that people will need to at least like get a ballpark judgment. And I feel like people, a lot of people still don't, and that's okay. But what can you do? What I feel like I try do? to give people as much information as possible, even if it is like, sometimes like a lot I try to give them as much so they can like take it away and like then like digest it or like my emails may not be the the shortest but it's gonna have like all of the information that you need to like make an educated decision or about something or have all the information you need to like do it right yeah and I feel like that leads perfectly into our conversation about like talking about like being a queer creative mm -hmm. and a queer business owner too mm -hmm. I mean I've kind of been expanding my business in the last like two months. Like mm -hmm. there's two different organizations have reached out to me to MC an event that they're each ha cool. having, which I haven't MC'd before, but I was like, I can do this. I can talk to a crowd. I, I love that. To, yeah. I know how to work a fundraiser, all these things. Um, and so on my website, like I have a whole form you have to fill out <laughs> to contact mm -hmm. me. And mm -hmm. it's like asking, like, do you have a budget? Like, what are you looking for? Like yeah. all those sort of informational things. And it's been really nice because these folks have been like, what do you charge? Like not saying what their budget is, but just mm -hmm. like, hey, like what what do you need to be paid to show up for us? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a black queer woman living in Texas, mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. to talk at pro these are progressive nonprofit events. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that mean that means so much to me because it's just like, oh, y'all yeah. really value who's coming in and who's going to be doing this work. So it's just like, yeah. don't just have me show up to make y'all feel good about it. Like I know mm-hmm. what I charge is good and I know I'm worthy of what I what I'm charging. But I think it's also too of like, don't just check off a box to make y'all feel good. Like actually yeah. believe in what you're doing. And so I thought about when we you made this your topic, I thought about when we were at lunch and you know, someone had asked you at lunch, like, what do you charge? And they were trying to get you to <laughs> give a discount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, first of all, you just met this person, number one. Yeah. And number two, I'm just like, if you ever asked them to do that, they would have been so offended. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, the navigation that like mm-hmm. marginalized folks have to think about when responding mm-hmm. to things of like, well, I can't, you know, I have to think how much I charge. Like, I don't want to overcharge. or I don't want to seem like ungrateful, mm-hmm. but it's also like, if you would pay like a cis straight white dude, X amount mm-hmm. of dollars to show mm-hmm. up. And, you know, as a person who does DEI work and having seen so many white people in DEI work, I'm mm-hmm. like, you would have no problem paying like Chad $30,000 an hour to yeah. show up. So please. Yeah. I feel like also like what it does is it like, it imbalances. I feel like it's almost like a power move on Absolutely. the other person's process or on the other person's um, yep. side. And then, and so we like on the receiving end of that, we have to like, we have to fight for the rest of the conversation just to bring ourselves up back to like a level playing field. Right. To prove that because we're like, worth it. Yeah. And like, and prove they were almost like even like worth paying like a dis like discounter rate because my thing is, is not like <clears throat> as like I'm not opposed to like fluctuating pricing if the situation like if it's yeah. a couple who you know their story really speaks to me or the situation is like different but it's like I'm not just gonna like give a discount because you asked me because mm-hmm. a I don't even know you and b it's like it's I I need a little bit more to to work with. And also if this is like, if you just met me and you're just, you're already asking me this, like, mm-hmm. what is the rest of our relationship going to be like? Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to have a relationship that's going to be like this? Like with, mm-hmm. as some, it was another wedding professional. And like, if that's the only reason they're going to come to me, do I actually want to like have a working relationship with this person if they're constantly going to make me feel like I don't deserve like to be paid what I'm worth t because like I when I first started working for myself full-time I would like give out prices and people were like well like you didn't go to school for this like so do you think you should be charging that I'm like you want me there really like, yeah. you came to me asking for you me asked me you asked for yeah. me and I'm not gonna get like I'm not going to lower my value because you feel like air quotes I'm mm-hmm. not worth it so I think you're absolutely right of of the the power dynamic is already off kilter of like mm-hmm. you came to me but you're going to tell me what you think you should pay me and then if I say something back I'm in the wrong for this and it's just mm-hmm. like that's not how it works right mm-hmm. or like I you know my my background is in nonprofit work and at one time I was applying for this job and one of the guys on the team was like, well, you didn't go to grad school. So why do you think we should be paying you this? I go, I have lived experience. And that is for me, Mm -hmm. was more valid than going and learning about it from a book. Like, yeah, 
I'm ending up in the same place. And so I think it's also those things too, of like, not only do I have to already fight more because I'm working for myself. So like I have to do, I run everything, marketing, my mm-hmm. website, like mm-hmm. I'm answering my phone calls. I'm answering my, like, I, like we we're just saying, like, I yeah. don't have an assistant. You're going to directly talk to me. And yeah. so it's just me. And then you're going to tell me I'm not worthy of what I want to mm-hmm. be making. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the, the, the proving of my worth after you know, and then when people like hear my resume and like go to my website and like see all the stuff mm-hmm. I've done and they see how organized I am, they're like, oh, like I guess. And I'm like, no, I am. Like, I don't, I don't need mm-hmm. you to validate my experience. Yeah. I know what I am worth. Yeah. It's almost like mm-hmm. people, once they, they find out and they're like, oh, I guess you are worth it. Like, I've been telling you this since jump. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to prove it to you. Yeah. I feel like part, a lot of what as a business owner you have to do is like, and this, I think, is like, this is any business owner, is you have to educate, like, it's our job to educate our, like, client base on mm-hmm. everything that they're getting from us, mm-hmm. because that is then, you're then, like, providing value to them and helping them understand why things are a certain way. And, like, when I talk about, like, all of the all of the prep work that I'm putting into a couple's like wedding day and um, what I'm going to be like and how I'm going to, you know, be acting on, on the, um, <clears throat> on the wedding day. And then afterwards, like all of the work that's going to, going to go into their stuff. I feel like that's helping a, like educate them on what's going to separate me from like someone else who like maybe is just going to like take your money and ghost you until the wedding day and they're going to show up and you're going to be like who is this person and mm-hmm. why is there a stranger trying to put like a camera in my face and also what i think it does in our benefit is it i think it helps like manage expectations mm-hmm. um and so i i really try to approach if i'm like doing you know making like a graphic on social media or make writing like a blog post or just having a conversation with a client or a potential client educating them in a way that is going to be mutually beneficial, you know, for them, they're, they're learning and they're, they're understanding, okay, this is like why this is how like video differs from photo and like the editing process and whatever. And it's beneficial for me because I think I, in a way I feel like I'm covering, covering my ass, not in like a shady way, but it's like, I'm protecting myself by providing that information Mm -hmm. so that like their expectations are managed and they know what to expect and not expect yeah I mean that that access part because for me you know the the DEI part of the work that I do it's like I tell people like well what like so what what offerings do you offer like it's obviously on my website that annoys me Mm -hmm. but it's fine Mm -hmm. um but -hmm. it's always like also like you're gonna have access to me like I'm not just gonna it's not gonna be like an out of the box like DMV video right like we're gonna have conversations I send surveys to the staff of like what do you want to be included on this training i'll mm-hmm. tell people like this is my phone this is my email like as we're going through like i'll send you updates we'll do like you're saying we'll do check-ins we'll like yeah. actually get to build a relationship versus like these larger companies are just like we're just going to send someone and hope for the best i'm like no like i know that my clients help keep my business going and i want to mm-hmm. appreciate that because i know like you're spending your money and i'm spending my time and it's it should be a, a mutual partnership for the time that we're working mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. um but then also too of like the the real person behind it. I feel like with the big companies, like we were saying, of like I'm going to give you a different experience, like these other companies are going to give. And mm-hmm. I and I know that's why I started my own business. Like I just got sick of like 
feeling disconnected. Like the yeah. fundraising I do and the marketing I do for small nonprofits now, I'm like, I know what it's like to work on your own and feel yeah. very siloed or like you're not getting anywhere. I'm like, so I'm here to help. Like I have a client right now. I'm like, I'm here to help with y'all. Like I've sent the things over. I want to do the things I'm here to help. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to charge you the same rate, whether you use me or not. So you might as well actually take like, advantage of it. Take yeah. advantage. And like, you know, we have, we're in like month three and, you know, I've done all the stuff I can do on my end. Like, well, you haven't done. I'm like, well, I've asked for X, Y, and Z. And if yeah. I can't move forward, that's on you. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, don't try to make it my fault when I've sent emails and I've done this and I've done that. Yeah. And like, I think that also changes it too, of like, especially like marginalized, like owned companies of like, I feel like people are always looking for a reason to underpay us of like, yeah. And you know, it it and that's one of the most frustrating things of like, no, I know what I'm worth. I know I do good work. It's yeah. like it's not my fault that you didn't uphold your end of the bargain, and I yeah. did. I also feel like there's this weird like, I feel like people sometimes people are almost like <clears throat> always looking for like what they're like waiting for you to like slip up so they mm-hmm. can like say something or ask for a refund or call you out or like whatever. And I feel like that makes us we have to like perform at that much higher of a level mm-hmm. and like oh, make yeah. sure our ducks are like extra in a row because we may not be granted the yep. same leniency that other people may be. And I like, I, I feel like my, like I still do feel very privileged in my experience because like I am gay, but I cis. I'm like, I don't know, I guess like people may may say I'm like straight passing and like, whatever, I'm a white guy, Mm -hmm. like, you know? And so I feel like I have a lot of privilege where I feel like I may be like, you know, people are less harsh on me than they might Mm -hmm. be on other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes me one of my favorite books of all time is year of yes by Shonda rhymes, who was like Mm, the TV. Oh, favorite book of all time. Okay. The, The TV queen herself. Um, but she, the book essentially is just like her talking about how she said yes to everything that scared her in mm-hmm. one of her years. And she talks about like when she first started writing Grays and Scandal, she's like, if I knew that like if I fucked up, it means like they would never give another black woman the chance for years. And mm-hmm. I know that's like definitely something mm-hmm. I have dealt with in a lot of my other like black and female and queer friends who do mm-hmm. work. But, like if I fuck up, that means like every other woman who is black or queer or what have yeah. you they're going to have to pay. And I know like for me, I'm like never late. I'm like, I over, I over exert myself sometimes. It's just like, I Mm -hmm. know what that means. Like if I, even if it's not my actual mess up, but if just people even think that I've messed up, Mm -hmm. what that can mean for other people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to just fuck it up for me. I'm going to mess it up for other people. And and, and like you're saying, like that level of responsibility to that we have to navigate of like I can't come in with an attitude because then like the angry black woman or like yeah. I can't be lakes and it's like she's unprofessional I'm like mm-hmm. but I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do but I'm not like you're yeah. saying we're not given that same sort of like leeway or understanding and it's just yeah. it's it's so much and I think yeah. you know I've had this business for two years I've been full-time for almost a year and yeah. I tell people I'm like there are days and I'm just like, why do I do this? And then there's like, I love what I do. And, yeah. and I think another thing too, of like why 
you know, one of the conversations I had with a friend when I started my business, she's like, well, remember, you're not only charging for the work you're doing, but like you said, like the lead up, the conversations, all that yeah. sort of stuff. But then also it's like, we don't have health insurance. We yeah. <laughs> aren't getting like a 401k. It's like, if yeah. we want that stuff, we have to do the additional setup for yeah. it too. Uh-huh. And I think so many people forget that of like you are, when you pay for a small business, you or, or a, a person who's a consultant, you're paying to like keep us alive like this money goes yeah. to rent and groceries and health insurance yeah. and everything else i have to pay for because it's like i'm not at this huge lucrative job maybe yet mm-hmm. like i'm obviously doing well but still it's like there's just so much to navigate and i tell people like owning a business is not for the light of heart like yeah there are times like i could go back to full time and like have a way easier life but i don't know yeah. if i'd be as happy and i have no regrets yeah. having done what i i do but it's hard. And I don't think people yeah. understand that it is, it, it's still work. Yeah. And I think that something that is really still really hard for me to like wrap my brain around is like, I have to charge someone what, you know, I feel like my time is going to be worth like mm-hmm. a year from now. Like I was talking with someone, a client that I booked in May whose wedding is until next May. And mm. it's how do you say like, <clears throat> cause I think just about how much my life has changed in one year. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, with COVID everything changed like the drop of a hat. And it's like, it's really hard to like, think like, how can I, you know, people move all the time and circumstances change. Like I moved and granted it was only like an hour away, but I moved here and like, it all happened in like two weeks. And it's like, mm-hmm. you just have to, you have to really have like great foresight. And like, I don't know how long you work with your clients for, but like you have to be appropriately charging like what you think, you know, in the next year of experience, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to like get out of bed and feel like, you know, and go to that thing and feel like you're being treated fair and compensated fairly mm-hmm. for that thing. Yeah. Luckily I have a, my really good friends, Kelsey, she's owned her business for a couple of years. So my, like mm-hmm. right now I just got asked to MC an event for Planned Parenthood, one of their oh, fundraisers cool. coming up and I'm cool. really excited. And I was like, obviously I'm going to take it. Um, but like going back and forth and talking to her, like she's the person I go to I'm like, how much should I charge? Like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, like you've done this and that, and like, you're going to have to do this. And like, you know, as the MC, it's like, not only do I have to remember who's coming up, I have to, you know, talk about Planned Parenthood. I'm going to have to like be a per, like be a greeter and like be social and say it's at yeah. night and all that. Like there's like you're saying, you know, some clients I'm only with for like three months, some clients I'm mm-hmm. with for like six months or almost mm-hmm. a year, depending on what they need. But it's yeah, you're right. It's like being able to charge what I feel like is adequate and Mm-hmm. being able to like stand firm in that like yeah this one will charge and you know y'all can pay me yeah. in, in in buckets if you need to but yeah what i'm gonna charge you so yeah 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 Ugh. no one tells you these things like be a grown-up own your own business and you know the whole the whole meme that's like i gave up a nine to five to work a nine to nine i'm like <laughs> i have to answer emails always like yeah. i am never not available yeah. like I so the Planned Parenthood event is in the end of August um, and they reached out this week. It's like the end of July. Um, and I already had a trip planned. So mm. I was like, this is like a once in a lifetime. So like yeah. talking to two of my friends, I was going on this trip. I was like, hey, I love y'all, but this is it's Planned Parenthood. Like yeah. and, <laughs> I'm going to have to cancel. 
And with that, like you have to weigh each experience Mm -hmm. in that way. And like something that's really annoying for this happens like to a lot of people, like photographers and videographers in like the wedding space is like, now you have this like wave of influencers that are getting married Mm -hmm. and they want, you know, X, Y, and Z for like exposure and they want you to cut them. And I just like, I just like, don't even feed into that. I send them my pricing and I just like, I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And cause I know they got money. Right. Um, But I mean, like if the right opportunity came along or, okay. Like for example, so last year, um, I did and I filmed an elopement in Alaska and that's how I got this gig for this upcoming weekend to go. Mm -hmm. I charged them like basically only travel Mm -hmm. for to get me to Alaska. Um, And then I was able to come back like a year later and charge like my full rate, Mm -hmm. like for like filming and stuff plus travel and Mm -hmm. like, because I had the work and I had like the, the everything to back it up. Like, that work spoke for itself. And I'm so glad that I did that when I did mm-hmm. to be able to have now like more opportunities and that will just like <clears throat> the more things that you do and, and you are going to be your best like advocate and your best judge for those kinds of things. Yeah. So when you can like, like, just like listen to your intuition, like really think like, how does my gut like feel about this? Like, I feel like you're always going to be able to, to suss out if it's like the right opportunity for you. And I think in those, like, like you dipping out on your vacation to do a thing for Planned Parenthood, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like you're saying about, um, the exposure part of it. I'm like, yeah, especially as a person who's like trying, who dips her toe into like the influencer space sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and it's interesting to be like, we want to send you this and you post 13 things for us and like exposure. I'm like, that's not going to pay my bills. Like exposure yeah. means nothing, nothing to me. But like you're saying of like, you'll take this one client because, you know, it'll give you potential mm-hmm. future clients. And I know mm-hmm. I've done that work too of like, hey, like I'll do some pro bono work if y'all include me in like all your newsletters for like a year or what have you. Yeah. Like there's definitely that balance to it yeah. too of like, what, how can this be a mutually beneficial situation? Yeah. And 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 grow from there because so many people are like well yeah. blah, blah blah I'm like no like I'm not gonna be able to like put yeah. food in my refrigerator because like exposure yeah. like means nothing to yeah. me like I'm fine mm-hmm. thanks but no thanks and I feel like it's like like you said just a few minutes ago like like when it's mutually beneficial like this client that I took like last year for their elopement in Alaska like I wasn't necessarily gonna take anyone or like I wasn't looking to film in like you know you know any destination or like you know in the middle of Iowa just because I wanted to travel like I wanted it to be somewhere that I wanted to go or somewhere that I knew would lead me to like a place that I wanted to go so like one of my dream places to to film a wedding or an elopement or whatever is Iceland and I knew that like going to Alaska would help show that like a I can I like know my shit about like traveling too far places and places that I don't know and being able to like like figure it out and also just like showing um like a really like almost like exotic adventurous place and like wanting to like move into those styles for like some stuff too would be able to you know show people like hey I can do things that are like adventurous and like yeah I'll get on a helicopter and go to this glacier with you if you guys want to do something adventurous like let's do it and so it's all about like 
I guess what I was getting at is like, yes, you're dipping out on like that, that vacation with friends, but like, especially working with people like Planned Parenthood, like that is going to open so many doors for you. And I think that is one of those situations where it's worth it to, to compromise a little bit now for what, how it's going to pay off in the future. Yeah. And my friends were super understanding. I was like, hi, love you both. I I, were, I was going to Portland, like I'd never been to Portland, Oregon. And they yeah. were two of my guy friends that are running in a race. And I was like, I love you both, but I could make money versus the money yeah. I'd be spending. And like, and it's Planned Parenthood. <laughs> so mm-hmm. a yeah. national organization that's like having a really big moment in the news. So yeah. I love y'all, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a dip. Yeah. <laughs> go, with, go with PP because yeah. <laughs> right I'm now, out, like that SpongeBob uh, meme. Facts. Like, okay, bye. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 what I think is that part, that part of like business owning too, like you have to make sacrifices and yeah. say no to things and, you know, yeah. understand like, I'm not going to be able to do all the things like I have. Yeah. You know, there are times I've like had to miss weddings or like not being able yeah. to like travel home for things. And it's like I yeah. but at the same time, like I love my flexibility of like, you know, yeah. I on the opposite side, like I'm gonna I'm about to go back to Connecticut for a week to watch a friend I've known since I was six get married. Like there's just yeah. like so many opportunities yeah. and flexibilities that I'll have in this role. And you know, I tell people like there might be there might come a day when I go back to full time work and then, mm-hmm. you know, be able to go back to to running my own thing. I go, but I think no matter what, I'll always have this business and the work that I've done and the life that I've, I've gotten to build for myself. But yeah, I think that's the beautiful part of like working for yourself too. Like I mm-hmm. started this business when I was like on unemployment because of the pandemic. And yeah. then I was doing it part time, working at another job full time. Like there's always like things I can still take on in this role that I I think offers me a lot but you know I just think one of the things I've really loved like getting to know you and you know our friend West who you met that week who's also the Mm -hmm. other videographer like talking to two of you of like how important video is at weddings like I just think Mm -hmm. so many people Mm -hmm. forget that I mean I'm already like I'm nowhere close to getting married but I'm like listen I'm I'm gonna need video because I mean I think so many people just think of like the 80s and 90s versions of like yeah. wedding videos and I'm like no baby we got drones yeah. now we have, yeah we do yeah we and all the options and I think that it's just like as I don't know I feel like COVID almost did this like weird thing to at least like me I feel like it like happened to a lot of people where it made me just like really nostalgic in a lot of ways and I feel like it has caused people to almost like prioritize just like things in their life differently. And I think having like family heirlooms and those memories captured in ways that like, like now, like our parents weren't able to do like back in, you know, back in like the eighties and the nineties and whatever. And I think people don't really understand because they see stuff that's bad honestly like i feel like that like a lot of stuff that goes viral or is really popular like isn't it gives people like a bad taste in their mouth or they like have they have a bad experience like at one of their friends wedding or something where it's like oh i really don't want that at my wedding um but i think doing it right is so worth it because you will have these these memories forever you know like at the end of the wedding day when all the food is eaten and the flowers die the next day and like the rentals and the you know are all taken away from the venue it's like what do you have left to like take with you forever and 
something that's really important to me is like audio and sound and like things like that. And like being able to like hear your loved ones and like things that they say and like, you know, speeches that they give or like um, something that's really popular is like a bride will do like a first look with her dad and like being able to like have a moment like that forever and like not to like exploit like people dying but like people don't live forever and like especially like once your parents pass away being able to like have that and like show your kids when they're no longer with us I just think it's like the coolest thing ever like why would you not want to take advantage of like being able to preserve like those memories forever well it's also just like which I know I'm being like upset with Instagram like like changing to video we know Mm -hmm. um but yeah, like, I mean, my grandma just passed. And, like, I love mm-hmm. that I have like voicemails from her. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I, I just think, you know, me having this this show of like, not to be morbid, but like one day I won't be here. It's like my f- people who yeah. love me would have listened to this. But I think it's the same thing mm-hmm. of like, it's just so to, to rewatch things and like, yes, photos mm-hmm. are great. But I think like you're saying video was just like mm-hmm. so different. Yeah. And one of, my, one of my best friends got married last year and I keep trying to convince her like, that's the family reunion I want every year is like her wedding, like her wedding weekend was perfection in the hill country. Um, And so I I just think like for us, like we have some videos, like I think we took, and I think she had a videographer too, but Uh now we had like, we had so much fun and I just feel like photo doesn't capture the same way video does. And like, it's just top tier. It's great. (laughs) And I think like kind of to go back, like what you were talking about, there was, um, a couple whose wedding I did back in February and she actually had her like parents like wedding tapes like on V like VHS tapes because they I guess had a videographer carrying around who knows how big this camera was but um but she uh gave me her parents like wedding tapes and I was able to like convert them to digital and like I actually like put bits and pieces of it like in their wedding film. The bride's mom uh, was diagnosed with like stage four cancer, breast cancer back in December, and it's like it's like I know that that's going to be so special for her to have one day. And also like analog things, like things on tape or like vinyl records or whatever, like they're they're quality degrades over time. And like even like you know your VHS tapes that your parents are keeping in their attic, like those are just like the the clock is ticking on those because like the 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 actual like tape is gonna get to a point where you like you can't recover it and so being able to like have that and save that for them so that she can one day like show her kids and her grandkids and stuff I just think is like so special yeah I mean I I think about that often too like my mom passed when I was really young and I was like Mm -hmm. oh like I would love nothing more than like had video and like all that yeah. sort of stuff. I just like, I don't know. We have to have you back to just talk about weddings. Cause I'm like yeah. ridiculously obsessed with weddings, <laughs> like, like unhealthily obsessed of like one of my friends got married a couple of years ago and I like helped her with her wedding and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff of like planning it. And like, I wasn't in, I was yeah. like, girl, that is fine. Like, I don't need, yeah, I don't need to be in it. Like I am, I am so fine. <laughs> um, but like being able to help her that way. And like, I have a friend getting married next year. She's like, well, what's mm-hmm. some things I don't need? And I was like, no one takes the favors. You're fine. Jeez. Like all these different things. Yeah. And, um, I think about that often too. I'm just like, girl, you don't need it. Don't do it. So one of my hottest takes is invite fewer people. Oh, I think I heard a theory recently or several months ago that I thought was genius. I was, it was like, well, let me 
preface this with saying, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have like parents that help with their weddings, pay for their weddings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that dynamics there can get a little <clears throat> awkward. In my opinion, if your parents sure. lo- love you, they will let you do whatever you want oh. within <laughs> reason. And I think Tea. not inviting their random friend from work who you don't even know. I don't think that's reasonable. Why? Why does it matter if they're there? Anywho. Okay. If you, the theory I heard was mm-hmm. if you would not invite someone over to your house for dinner, don't invite them to your wedding. Yes. Yes. I think it's that simple. Yeah. Like when my friends are getting married, like her and her fiance are both from, from Texas families, which uh-huh. apparently means you invite everyone in their second grade teacher. Yeah. I'm like, no, because par- their parents are paying for it. They go, we have to invite whoever they want. I'm like, why like is it their wedding or is it your wedding it's their parents because their parents are paying for it so i get i'm I just, just think like dumb same i tell people like that that's why i'm not having a wedding like i think yeah. i come from a very big family that's really close mm-hmm. and then also like i have so many friends i'm like i'm just gonna elope and then we're just gonna all have pizza <laughs> yeah I don't- yeah well like yeah. i'll have someone come record like the party part but it's gonna be way yeah. after our wedding maybe yeah. we'll just all go to greece who knows like i just yeah. am like to pay like weddings are so expensive i'm like i get it yeah. like if that's your if that's your thing and you've been waiting your whole life for it mm-hmm. fine i'm like mm-hmm. i've never been the girl who's like i want 13 bridesmaids and i want this 200 like, people and like yeah i mean i'm from the northeast where we have like very large italian weddings mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah i love y'all so much mm-hmm and I'm happy to be here and party with you. And I'll always bring money. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's literally like everyone they've ever met. Plus yeah. the lady at the grocery plus store. One. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I heard that I also thought was genius was like, sometimes people get, get bent out of shape if they don't get like a plus one to like their friend's wedding. Not me. And a thing that I heard was like, A, if you've been with that person for less than six months, it's not appropriate Mm-hmm. to bring them to the wedding yep. Yep. also if they haven't met, and or if they haven't met the bride and groom it's also not appropriate because yes. what you're going to walk up to your the you know your, your friends who are getting married at yeah and be like hey you're going to introduce your significant other at their wedding like that just seems inappropriate like it's not a personal attack but there's probably going to be other people there that you know that you can have a good time with and it's nothing personal it's like but these people don't want to pay you know what $75, or whatever it costs per to like feed this person and to have this <coughs> person that they could would probably rather have someone else there in their place. Like, yeah, I, as a person who's been single most of her adult life, I think I've only mm-hmm. ever plus one to one wedding yeah. and I didn't even bring one. I was like, no, there's no one I want to bring yeah. anyway. Yeah. And two, I'd rather party with my friends and not have to do the intro thing all night. Like, I just, well, yeah. let me, let me live. Like, yeah. I'm not pressed. Like the wedding I'm going to, she's known me my whole life and I'm very single. So like, I didn't even expect mm-hmm. one, but even if she would give me one, I'm like, girl, no, it's just me. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. even waste the time. I had to explain that to my brother because he is going to be like, he's like a groomsman in a wedding that's happening in like October or something. He just went to the bachelor party and he came back and he was like, yeah, I'm not getting a plus one for the wedding. And I was like, first of all, you are recently single. Second, like, and I explained it to him and he was like, honestly, yeah, you're right. I was like, yeah, Yeah. it's just like, it's just not appropriate. 
you'll probably meet someone there, please. Yeah. There'll be plenty of single girls who'll be like, oh my God, you're here alone. Yeah. 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 You'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, the wedding I'm going to, like, like I said, I've known her forever. Her groom, her fiance, her groom, her fiance, I've known him separately from her for years. Mm-hmm. Um, So I know like both of their friend groups, I'm like, I'm fine. fine. Like I will yeah. be. If yeah. not, I'll just drink and be yeah. And anyway. be like, fine. Yeah. And be fine. Dance with and yourself on the dance. Floor. I got a hotel room. I we're all gonna yeah. continue the party after. Like, I'm fine, everybody. Yeah. I think it's that too. Like, people are just so afraid to go to weddings alone. I'm like, no, I love a wedding. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's an Italian wedding. I'm like, I want to eat my weight in cannolis and uh-huh. I got the swordfish. Like, I'm thinking about this yeah. wedding. I'm like, y'all, yeah. y'all be stressed about the things that don't matter. Show me where I could pick up a dessert plate to go. Bye. Period period yeah how how has of like all the careers you should have you should you could have picked how have you felt with doing videography because i feel like you could have been a theater girl you could have been a cruise ship girl you could have went back to cruises (laughs) i it's weird because i feel like um i feel like they've all like come in like different seasons of my life Mm -hmm. and i feel like each one like it's kind of almost been like I almost am like doing a different medium like Mm -hmm. a different like creative medium in each phase of my life and I feel like it has worked for what I want my life to be like in that stage of life Mm -hmm. I really enjoy what I do I don't like you know I didn't go to film school I'm not like a film buff I don't like really care about a lot of like filmmaking mm-hmm. rules. Like I just do what I think looks good. Obviously there's like certain like, you know, technical things or composition or whatever mm-hmm. that I want to do to make my things look nice and feel good and whatever. But I feel like right now, like it's serving me really well because like through this medium, I get to have my business and that's, I feel like something that's new that I really I feel like it's almost like my newest like creative medium Mm -hmm. that I enjoy the most and through videography I get to have my business and like that's what I really love Mm -hmm. um I don't like I don't feel like I'm necessarily the person that's like gonna do it forever but I've never necessarily felt that way about like any like like any medium that I've worked in, any mm. job that I've had, I feel like it's serving me really well right now. It's allowing me to have the life that I want to have. Mm. And I feel like it's going to lead me to the next thing. And when that thing happens, it's going to come at the right time, or I'm going to be inspired enough to, to take the leap into that next, um, into that next phase of that new creative endeavor. And like that timing will all work out when it's supposed to, um, but through videography, I'm getting to be artistic. I'm getting to like connect with people, which is huge for me. I'm getting to be creative in my business, which I think is just like so fun and new. And, um, and it's allowing me to like really have a lot of freedom in my life. Um, I mean, I work a lot, but I, mm-hmm. I don't like, I would rather be working a lot with this job than like someone else's job where I don't you know, have mm-hmm. control over the brand or I don't get to say no to certain clients because, you know, the, their values don't align with my values. Like, I think it's everything that comes along with the business that I love so much and being able to create, be creative in the business and the filmmaking is almost like a byproduct of that. 
Yeah. There's two things that came up for me as you were talking of like mm-hmm. the career part of it too, like the now, not forever. Like, yeah, I was having this conversation a few years back when I was doing fundraising full time. I went and spoke at a college talking about like finding your place in the world and, and careers and blah, blah, blah. And this one kid was saying like, yeah, my mom's been at the same company for like 30 years. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I couldn't yeah. even, I was like, I think like one of the beautiful things about like our age group and the group after and the generation after us is like, we know mm-hmm. that these companies really don't care about us. Like we've gotten to yeah. be, especially like, after the great resignation, like we've all gotten to be very particular about like what jobs we take and what demands we have. Mm-hmm. And I tell people like, like I said to you, if and when I go back to a full-time job, I'm like, I am like, I want unlimited PTO. I want full benefits. I want to, like, yeah. I have such a list of things it's going to take me to come back. Yeah. Um, but then I think it's also too of like the freedom of like saying no, because things don't align with you. Like I yeah. just didn't get a contract a couple months ago, which I'm fine with. This one company was like, we want you to come in and do a DEI training, but we don't want you to talk about like the Roe v. Wade upset or anything else, I'm like then you don't want me to come talk to you. Like they're yeah. like, we're interviewing you. I'm like, I'm also interviewing you. Like I yeah. can tell you now. And they ended yeah. up responding to me. And I was like, I think this is a great choice for us both to not work together, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest. Like, yeah. I, I think I've gotten to a place in my career that I'm just like, I don't need your money. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't need, to, I don't need to sell my soul to make ends mm-hmm. meet because like I just we just we don't align and we have very different yeah. views I would rather have to work a little harder to to get another gig or mm-hmm. something than take take someone's money and all the things that come along with that mm-hmm. um and then what happens when like they refer you to someone else who mm-hmm. you know who wants you to do the same thing then right. it becomes like a vicious cycle of like continually having to take these bad gigs because you feel like you have to um, when like you're not doing, and those things aren't like aligning with you. And you don't have to do it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, friend, I thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. We're going to have you back to just, we're going to spill the tea about weddings in one episode. Yes. I have have so many hot takes about weddings. I have, I have hot takes for days. about weddings. And like, I was going to say like one thing that I try to do just with like my business and my work and like all that um, is I try to make it like kind of polarizing because I don't want everyone to love my stuff because like my stuff isn't for everyone Mm -hmm. and I would rather people say hell yes or hell no because then you don't have to like like be you don't have to be in that like weird middle ground where you're trying to like please everyone like then you can just like work with the people that really connect with you and it just make makes the relationship and the work and the the, the art and the everything like that much better. Absolutely. I have some friends I kind of selfishly want you to work with from going to their weddings, but I'm like, let, oh, me, fun. let me make sure they're worthy of you before I send you oh. to them because <laughs> no shade, no tea, but straight couples, I have questions. <laughs> I have questions too so many and who I love- said the garter toss was a good idea i think my audio might be clipping there no. but who signed off on that that is episode two hot takes because i hate the garter who signed off on that i am it's, it's awkward why are we yeah. need to put it on the other part i can't i can't yeah can't. apparently there's this tradition my brother went to a wedding he was like whoever was catches like, the garter whoever catches the bouquet the guy puts the garter on the girl yeah. yes it's uh-huh. uh, yeah yeah. First of all, I also like 
I don't know why it like skeeves me out. Like I get it. Like I'm not approved in any way, shape, or form. Maybe this is our hot take episode. I don't, I'm not approved in any way, shape, or form. But like watching the groom take off a garter with his teeth in front of like both of their sets of parents yeah. makes me want to like, throw up. Grandparents are there, and like I'm just like this is. I would kill my really like we are yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> and like as a person who was queer, like I date all genders, but I think yeah. I think soup to nuts, I'll probably end up with a cis hetero dude. And I'm just always like, I'm just going to look. So I don't know if I trust you in front of other people. Like, we're yeah. just going to yeah. wrap it up. Like, we're going to run yeah. up to an island. And because luckily, I think it's a growing trend to not do it. And people are understanding. I still like, see it. Like, my yeah, age group of people do it. Yeah. I'm like, I think people are starting to realize like how uncomfortable it's and like kind of like cringe. cringe it is. Cause I think what it comes down to is people, there's like all of these wedding like traditions, right? And people just do them without thinking about them because they think they have to do them because they, they've seen them at every other wedding and they don't want to be like the weird one that like yep. doesn't do this thing. Not me. And I'm like, I'm like, Alex girl, and I don't come to, tell to you my, not to do it. <laughs> don't yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, girl, don't come to my wedding because I'm not going to do any tradition. Also, not so. to be not to be that girl. I've caught a bouquet twice, and I'm still single as shit. So yeah, that's I just don't even get it. It's like what? Like I I was at a wedding once, and a girl like I'm like, girl, if you have to do all this so that your man finally proposes, that's not that's a youth. Yeah, like yeah, no tea, no shade. Maybe you need some morning <laughs> affirmations and Maybe not you need to catching go to a therapy bouquet. and yeah. wondering why you're trying to get this man to convince this man to marry you. Anyhow, yeah, I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes. So that everyone can like find Alex, follow Alex, all those things. Cause Alex is a who and a half. And I'm just like, follow Alex. Um, at the end of every episode, I'd like to end with one final question. And that mm-hmm. is, what is the best advice you were ever given? Or what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? So I think this was actually something that I heard within the last year, but I, I don't remember who said it, but I loved it. It was um be scared and do it anyways Mm. because I think we are always waiting like for like the right time to do something or like oh I can't you know um like start dating because I'm not ready or I can't like um you know Mm -hmm. you know start my business because I don't have like a nest egg to you know the finances Mm. to support me or whatever but I feel like we're never ready we will always keep making excuses to like not do something so just be scared and do it anyways you will figure it out that's it. This week's episode of the Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Tea with Brie. Send me an email at the Tea with Brie at gmail.com and visit the website, the Tea with Brie podcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or we get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.